We're like the Gilmore Girls, but with bigger boobs. I think you're nice. You wouldn't ask me to play with your balls. Have you no self-control, you feral cat? Unless, of course, you're listening to a rap song. Word. It's Ginny and Georgia, season one. It's Davey and Michael, and Michael and Davey, we're two grown men with the diets of toddlers. Hello, welcome to the Center Cut. I'm Connie. What? I was born in Connecticut. Ah, and I am Massachusetts Michael. Oh, what a cool name you have, Michael. David, we watched only the first episode and last episode of season one of Netflix's Ginny and Georgia. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the name of the show Ginny and Georgia that made me want to sing a little theme song about it, but I did. I'm just glad that we don't have to listen to that down, down. Yeah. The music in the show, I don't know about that part of it, but uh, I am excited to talk about the show today, David. We have a lot of questions about the middle when we get there, but uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, get after yeah, it. let's just get after it. Let's get after it. Yeah. So Ginny and Georgia is a comedy drama series created by Sarah Lampert. You might recognize her from nothing else. <laughs> Because she's done nothing else. She's 32 or 34 or something, which makes me sad about my accomplishments, but good job, Sarah. Season one was released on Netflix back in February of 2021. It was renewed for a second season. Rotten Tomatoes has it down at a 64% for the critic score, but the audience score is better at 76. So audience liked it better. Critics did not, which is almost always how how this plays out. It stars Antonia Gentry as Ginny and Brianne Howie as Georgia. But as Michael said, we definitely have a lot to cover here. So let's get started. Yeah. Episode one titled Pilot. We open to Ginny, Virginia Miller in class. We learn that she's 15 and has a young mom and was taught that sex is all about passion or power. She gets pulled out of class to hear that her stepdad has died in an accident. She does not seem too bummed about it. She does not, notably. No. Uh, At the funeral, we see that this guy is old and white, the opposite of Ginny. Correct. And consequently meet her mom, Georgia, a beautiful southern rose, and her half-brother, Austin, a boy who wears glasses like the kid from Jerry Maguire and or Harry Potter. I mean, it's obviously Harry Potter, but I've been to a number of funerals, and I've never been to a funeral where the body looked this dead. He looked so dead. Thank you. He looked very <laughs> dead. Like, too, he was too dead. Yeah. He was like, they scheduled the funeral, and then there was a snowstorm, and they <laughs> waited for three weeks and then had it. And they just kind of left him sitting there the whole time. Yeah, he was very, very gray. It looked like they kind of buried him for a few months and then dug him back up and then had the funeral. (laughs) Yeah, must be all that poison. Must be all that wolfsbane. We learn that Georgia will be getting rich dude's inheritance. We learn this from a bunch of Karens bitching and moaning in the corner. But then cut to Georgia, Ginny, and Austin driving and listening to Shaggy, Be Still My Heart. I love this song. (laughs) Of course you do. They're headed to my house in Massachusetts. Uh, No, a town called Wellsbury, which is clearly a play on Wellesley, a ritzy ass cracker village about an hour from me. Sometimes I go there for a state sale so I can buy their old white shit and make some money. I'm into it. Cool. Ginny's retort of 
It looks like Paul Revere boned a pumpkin spice latte is V accurate. V accurate. Oh, we're back to the V's, huh? For a little bit. We'll get there. Anyway, I'm not normally like this. You know me. And Georgia is not even my type. I like brunette biddies with a fat ass. But I would let Georgia murder me. There mm-hmm. is something. Mm-hmm. There is. Mm-hmm. There is some, especially in the first episode. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. there is something uh, like her running across the street in her nightwear and a pair of Uggs. Yeah. There was something there. Certainly. Let me eat that lemon pie is what I'm saying. Yeah. Let me get I digress. Lemon meringue. They have arrived at their new home and we get a flashback of a young Mary, a.k.a. Georgia, getting abused by some trailer park trash dude and her escaping after slicing his face. Yes. <sighs> Dudes who do this kind of shit make me wish I was stronger so I could just kick all their asses for being so horrible. Like, why, why are you going to do this? Yeah. Why are you going to do this to somebody? It's one of the very few things that makes me want to be like a vigilante. Yeah. I want to get real buff, have some gadgets, and just beat the shit out of <laughs> home sex offenders and, and friggin' abusers. Yeah. I just, just the worst. I, I don't understand. But anyway. Yep. Jocelyn from Shit's Creek lives across the street of their new house. She screams at her son Marcus for smoking weed and brings over cookies to welcome them to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Later that night, Jenny sees Marcus climbing out his window, and he gives her the old soldier salute, first of many. After a mother-daughter pep talk, Georgia tries to sleep. But she can't, so she whips out the old vibrator, just raw dogs it, but it runs out of batteries, so we're treated to a montage of her waiting for it to charge, drinking wine, loading guns, and eventually just grinding one out while the thing's still plugged into the wall. This is America, man. <laughs> I've jerked it in some weird places. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Her, her against the wall with it plugged into that like two-foot cord was pretty hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was this whole lead-up scene and her outfit and everything that was just like... Man, she's attractive. Yeah. But also, while this is happening, we have to listen to this god-awful, like, half-country, half, like, hip-hop rap thing that truly killed the mood. I wish I could get there with you, Georgia, but I just, I couldn't with this terrible white guy sending rap back 40 years. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to finish with that either. More flashback. We see Mary, a.k.a. Georgia, actually choose her name of Georgia from a billboard, and we see how she fell in with a biker gang. Some woman gives her the... You win more flies with honey, but if you get yourself a bee, sting first advice that we know Georgia lives by. Yep, we hear multiple times. Back in the real timeline, while out watering her wolfsbane, Georgia sees Marcus outside and snags some bud off of him. Next day, Georgia drops Austin off at school. She's looking banging as always and meets some Wellsbury Karens who invite her to the school board meeting to complain about the food. I don't know how I felt about this pink dress. Oh really? Oh my god! No, there are other there are other much better choices. I I don't, lo- I I don't love it. that. It was too strippery. No, not enough. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand though: How is there even a public school? Like, wouldn't all these rich twats have their kids go to private school? No, because then they can do a public school, and it's just going to be a way better public school than a normal public school. But that's like my public school is great because I lived in a rich area, but I didn't. I didn't have money. But like my public school is very good. But if you had all these rich people. Paying for the school then via taxes, apparently, because it's public. Mm -hmm. Yep. They would have more money to make better lunches. Like, there wouldn't be this problem of, like, we have the budget for pizza. Like, that that, just doesn't make no sense. Yeah, it's I I bet Paul's just, like, skimming off the top. Hmm, Okay. Well, anyway, Ginny goes to AP English and meets Mr. Gittin. A couple things that confused me beyond her taking a stand against white authors and the patriarchy. Number one. AP classes are junior and senior year, not sophomore year. And she's a sophomore. 
I felt like there were AP classes in my school in sophomore year. Not Maybe in my school, area. It just wasn't smart enough. Not not Massachusetts. And this well, is try going to a rich school. This, well, maybe. <laughs> Number two, this dude, Mr. Ginton, he's talking to the kids like he knows them all, but it's the first day of a new year after summer break. What? what yeah, what, is he what like the, the only AP or like the only English teacher? So it's just like, but there are like plenty of students in this area. Like this would be a big school. I find it hard to believe that he knows all these people. Plus, he says, like, if you can't hang, hang go to regular English. Like, what about honors? There's no, it, it's just like regular and then AP. There's no honors in between. This is weird. This school's weird. This guy is such a twat that he probably just considers anything that's not AP regular. <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair point. Also, Ginny, I, I'm only with you on your tirade because F. Scott Fitzgerald and the Great Gatsby is just overrated as all hell. So, yeah, I mean, I agree that there should be diversity in what we teach our children agreed if that's what you're saying yes but also <laughs> okay, cool. scott fitzgerald f the f is accurate yeah i mean books right <laughs> at her locker jenny meets marcus who trolls her a bit and then maxine from class comes by and we learn that she's actually marcus's twin sister plot twist i know a lot of people like maxine i'm not a max fan she's just she's over the top and obnoxious and i just want to strangle her with an umbilical cord yeah, it's interesting getting the the very uh, stark contrast of season opener to season finale and how the two versions of that type of character can be perceived, which is interesting because like in the first episode, it's very much like, oh, she's cool and fun and she's like the leader of this little crew, but she's just like, uh, you know, whatever, just having a good time, just kind of in your face and that's cool. And then in the finale, it's very kind of the same person, but on the negative end of that spectrum of like all she does is you know like control everyone around her and always has to be the center of attention and and when she isn't she loses her shit see it's really it's interesting that you say that because i almost think the opposite i didn't mind her in the finale and i hated her in the hated her in the first episode oh really that's <laughs> yeah, interesting she's just she's a lot she's a lot I mean, a lot she's a, a lot she's a lot for sure she's the type of person that you can only take like so yeah much that's what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not gonna be like jenny and be best friends with this person but if no. i like had a conversation with them at lunch and then that was it like cool she, that that is acceptable she's interesting at like and she will lead a conversation definitely yep. by herself for 45 minutes <laughs> so i can just sit in silence and eat my food that's true yeah but yeah a lot of her would be rough speaking of she does introduce Ginny to all her friends at lunch and many of them will come up again so it's important yes max word vomits obviously and then they leave to go get tacos off campus just for a plot excuse for Ginny to see her mom in a bit correct speaking of georgia is out to lunch at the blue farm cafe owned by joe love this guy favorite character i like him a lot and i like paul a lot oh i don't know about the paul part but okay. really i think i think paul's a good dude um i think he i think there there are very few genuinely good people in this show very yes. few yes and i think both of them would fall under that category but i do like joe as a person better okay Georgia scams her way into having lunch with the quote unquote hunky mayor Paul Randolph. I don't know that he think he's that hunky. I think he's I. I mean, he's not hunky, but he's like he's I. He's a a wealthy, successful, relatively attractive man. So. Yeah, and he is played by the paralyzed quarterback from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and also the uh, the mayor's friend in Heart of Dixie. Never seen that. Well, my wife watched all of it, so I've seen some episodes. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Ginny sees her mom during her <laughs> lunch jaunt with Max, and Georgia asks Paul for a city job. I know of some jobs she can give me. Sorry, I, I know of some jobs that she can get, that she can do. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know some jobs she could <laughs> do, you know. <laughs> it's really annoying to me that Ginny sees her with a man and immediately is like, fuck you, you're the worst. It's like, okay, she's just sitting having lunch yeah, with a dude. Relax. It's just, it's just lunch. Fucking relax. <laughs> uh, later that day, Georgia picks Austin up from school. Some bully broke his glasses. And we get another flashback where young Georgia meets future baby daddy Zion. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. suave. After school, Ginny goes over Max's house. Her only redeeming quality is the picture of donuts she has on the wall. Marcus pokes his head in when Max leaves to grab a soda and acts like he's going to kiss Ginny, but just grabs a bag of weed that was behind her. Son of a bitch, Marcus. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Bro, actual weed? What is this, 2002? Bro. Eat an edible or drink a can of weed seltzer. God, you're so 2002, Marcus. He's too cool for for that stuff. I only smoke it. The purest form of of marijuana, the way it was initially intended to be smoked by Willie Nelson. Outside, Ginny's stunt double takes Marcus's motorcycle for a ride around the block, (laughs) then gives him a kiss right before his girlfriend Padma rolls up in a sweet old Subaru. Yeah, sweet old Subaru. How she didn't see them kiss is beyond me, but whatever. It's uh, I don't I can I can see past it. She was probably busy checking out stories on her gram. I get it. As she drives down yeah. the road oh, in yeah. her old Subaru? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As someone who drives an old Subaru and also does that? Yes. Don't social media and drive, guys. <laughs> it's dangerous. Back at the house, Ginny, Georgia, and Austin all get mad at each other and slam doors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ginny says she's not Georgia because she doesn't just bang guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Choose your words wisely there, Ginny. <laughs> yeah. The ex-wife of George's latest dead hubby from the beginning is contesting the will, which explains all the recent debit card denials, but her Mm -hmm. old biker gang friend is her attorney and is working on it. You got this, Marty. Get it figured out. (laughs) It's the same guy from the flashback that she didn't want to sit with, right? Correct. I believe so, yeah. Georgia shows up to Austin's school and has Austin punch the chubby redhead bully Zach in the nose, and she makes him say that he fell instead. I love her. This is also kind of, as much as I love her, it's also kind of dumb because as a card-carrying member of the I Had a Hot Mom When I Was a Kid Club, because my mom is a pretty lady and had me when she was 17, boys don't bully kids with hot moms. They hang out with you so they can get closer to seeing your hot mom. I don't think at that young they would care about your mom. They're nine. I had boners when I was nine. I'm just saying. I didn't. You didn't have boners when you were nine? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Your your penis is defective, David. Take, take it back. Take <laughs> what it back age, to the store. What age were you in fifth grade? In fifth grade? I don't know, like 10? Oh, then maybe I did. Or 12? I, I don't okay, know. Fine. I don't know how ages were. I guess I was, I was coming around to girls around then. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Anyway, Max is talking about how great Vanderpump Rules is because, of course, she is. That show is manufactured drama bunch of adult children with no actual skills oh yeah she's gonna love that but hunter my man asks Ginny on a date and she accepts i mean she barely accepts max basically accepts it for her yeah but yeah i call hunter my man but can we talk about how i'm sorry hunter i'm sure you're nice and cool you're a good hang but you are not hot despite what max says um he is not a hot man nope i think he's he's attractive I disagree wholeheartedly. I think that young 15-year-old boy that we saw in this TV show is attractive. Is that bad to say? <laughs> Could that be possibly snipped and used against me in the court of law? I don't know. I don't. But here's the thing. He's not actually 15 in real life. There's no No, no, no. That actor's probably like 56. Yeah. I don't But yeah, I mean, I, I can see why people would think he's attractive. Marcus is far more attractive than Hunter. Plus, he's just... He's... One of the three good dudes. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, from no, what we can see person. in the ends, 
we assume that Hunter is pure of heart. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I like I said, he's cool. He's a good hang. He's attractive. a good guy. Not attractive. That is attractive, though. I'm talking just solely physical. Well, a lot of the way someone carries himself contributes to their. I know. I'm not talking about overall attractiveness. I'm talking about okay. the, the one category. Fine. I can see why Ginny wanted it. Okay. Because does, she's did she want it, it though? I don't think she ever did. Oh, anyway. Interesting. And interesting. Anyway, anyway, anyway. More importantly, Max says V hot and V cool. And now I guess I have to stop saying V stuff and P stuff like yes, I do. Yes. Because uh, if I'm ever anything like Max, kill me quickly. Yes. Finally. And now that I know this, I can hearken back to it every time you try and slip it back into conversation. I'll make you fully aware of it and break you of that habit, sir. Please You're do. welcome. Please do. G, G, and A, Jenny, Georgia, and Austin have a car picnic. Still going with letters for other shit, though. Yep. Great. <laughs> good? Glad to hear it. <laughs> they have a car picnic. How is Georgia so fit? All we see her do is eat donuts and drink copious amounts of wine. I wish I could do that. Because she just stays up all night fucking hitting it bored, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess if you diddle enough, it is exercise. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. For sure. 100%. That burns calories, bro. I know. I looked it up. <laughs> Max and Georgia help Ginny get ready for her date. Georgia says, absolutely no sex. But if you give him a blowjob, there's a trick with the balls. <laughs> and that's the kind of mother-daughter bonding I'm here for. Also, Max is so horny for her for her mom, and she's not even trying to hide it at all. No. But also, also, side note, David... If you or anybody listening finds themselves giving me a beach in the future, cup my balls, please. And thank you. Diddle the balls. Got it. The kids are out. I'll remember that for next Christmas. Hunter and Jenny have their date at the Blue Farm Cafe. Must be the only spot in town, apparently. They bond over being dorks in middle school. Weren't we all? Which is, I mean, when you kind of think about it, a small, very well-off town in Massachusetts there would be 1,000 farm-to-table restaurants here. Right. A million. There would be so many different places to eat. Mm -hmm. There would not be one place in town. I impossible. Impossible. I mean, it's a good place, but... So many. But I get it. You got to have it there so she can interact with Joe. Okay. Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek comes over to the house, and she and Georgia smoke weed and drink wine. I like her character, too. <laughs> yeah. And that's when we learn that Max won't use the ball trick because she's into clits instead. And mm -hmm. I wanted to creatively say that she was gay, but now I'm probably on some registry somewhere. So that's cool. For sure. For the max. Ginny and Hunter are home from their date, and Hunter only goes in for a hug and doesn't respond to Ginny's comment about playing with his balls. Hashtag rookie. Uh, he's so pure of heart that he doesn't know how to do this. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Like, I don't know. Max said that he just turned hot in like the seventh grade and everyone's like into him now. So what? He's just been saving himself for Ginny like he's never gone on a date before until her. It seems a little a little insane to me. But also she was being very awkward. So maybe he's more comfortable with it. And she was just being super weird about it. Yeah, I don't know. He's just too innocent. No wonder why she leaves you for a skateboarder, bro. Yep. At the school board meeting, Georgia saves the day by blackmailing Joe from the cafe to solve the organic school lunch conundrum. Cool. It does give her a job with Mayor Paul, so. Marcus climbs in Ginny's window, and they fu uh 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 This escalated so much faster than I was <laughs> expecting it to. Way, way faster than I was expecting it to. Yeah. I was expecting him to kiss her again and then leave. Mm-hmm. 
But no. Max. Nope. But he asks her if he can stick two fingers in her vagina like a savage. Too much. <laughs> nope. Too much. Too much. Too much. These kids are 15. Too much. Brosif. Number one. Fingering. What What are you, 15? Don't answer that. That's what your tongue's for, bro. Number two. God forbid. You have to finger. You're in a hostage situation. Your tongue would just cut <laughs> off. I don't know. You got you got to wet them shits. You got to wet them shits. Put them in your mouth first, bro. I th- hold on. There were there were some cuts. There were some cuts in this thing. He gave her some it, cuts. Whole thing. Number three. Clip your fingernails, bro. Clip your fingernails. You got to wet them <laughs> shits. Just make sure you know. haven't had a lot of sugar first. You don't want to mess with the pH levels. There's a science to this, homie. Wow. Look at this guy over here. <laughs> pH levels. Jesus Christ. Ladies, calm down. I'm married. <laughs> I don't think they were. <laughs> <laughs> even remotely moving at all anyway they finish he immediately leaves yeah i mean talk about fucking like one night stand this is like a the quarter night stand he was in there for three seconds he's like adios i hate all of this not the child sex just like Ginny, <laughs> yeah he loves that part jenny was talking shit to her mom like 10 show minutes ago and now this so short ago <laughs> and it was like it was the same day right oh same day it was literally so it was yeah. like 10 show minutes but like f- like fucking two hours in <laughs> real time marcus when when was this supposed to be 2021 or something it, it was a couple of years ago marcus protection condom come on also she talked about in the beginning how her mom says to use a condom too while well, she does she's supposed to be smart and does neither <sighs> of them care about padma's feelings no, no okay, one cares cool. about Padma. <laughs> no one cares about Padma at all. This was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot for man, it, it was, was a lot for my old white man eyes to see. This was almost more disturbing than dominant daddy and the, <laughs> the fingers in the mouth scene. <laughs> and this was almost no. harder for me to watch. No. Which is wild. I don't know what it was about it that was just like, I hate all of this. <sighs> anyway, moving on. We got a flashback to when dead stepdad was still alive. He basically gropes Ginny while she's doing yoga in the basement. And then the next day, we see that Georgia poisoned the dude by putting the wolfsbane we've seen a few times in his smoothie, which causes him to have a heart attack and crash his car. Yeah, that's what it takes, boys. One errant hand, dead. (laughs) It's just like, like, yes, this guy was fucking gross. Get out of here. And I do in this general instance right now applaud Georgia for uh, taking care of the situation. But I feel like there were maybe other ways you could take care of the situation. Yeah. No. It, listen, if Kenny did anything more than touch Ginny's thigh while she did yoga, yes, chop off his head, use it as a bowling ball. I'm cool with it. But if that's the extent of it, like if that's the most he did, divorce him, call the cops, break his legs, whatever. But murder, it seems like a bit much. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Saying. Yeah, it it just it seems like it escalated extremely quickly, almost to the point where it's like she had already planned on doing it. And this was just like a good excuse. Now's a good day as ever. Again, not condoning it. It's bad. Do bad things to him. Very bad. But but murder is. No, it's like maybe like fucking chop his dick off. Yeah. Like that would do the trick, I think. Put dog shit in a smoothie. Like, cool. All of that. I'm for it divorce him and then like get all his yoga studios shut down because he's a sex offender like yeah yeah sounds good please at school Ginny monologues about choosing to have sex for power over passion and she wields it immediately by keeping marcus on his toes in front of padma i'm just sitting here wondering if he ever washed his fingers that's all i care about he didn't that's why he salutes yep (laughs) he's like wafting the smell (laughs) it's like a you know what this hand's for (laughs) you know (laughs) 
Uh, we close out the episode with Georgia gardening and episode over. Oh man. What, what a wild ride. What a wild ride. This show is well, episode 10, the finale of season one, the worst betrayal since Jordan and Kylie, we open to some narration by Georgia about how it's a men's world and she needs to fight dirty to succeed. I guess. I don't know. It's bad that we're two white men covering this show, huh? Yep. Let's just stop. It's going to come off pretty bad, especially the part where we talked about teen sex. So the whole family, including Paul now, is sitting on a couch and being interviewed for something. We find out that him and Georgia are engaged. Mm. Some dude shows up to the interview while they're there. And it seems to like, yeah, so Jesse, it seems to really rattle Georgia quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like she notices he's there and is concerned. Yep. So we learn later that he's a private investigator hired by, I think, Kenny's ex. Yes. To just dig up some dirt on Georgia. Mm-hmm. Austin and Ginny are kind of both being weird during this interview. Like, it's clear that some shit's gone down for sure. Austin has gone mute and Ginny's a huge bitch now. So, <laughs> you know, some shit went down. Ginny's friends are all mad at her for some reason. We don't know why until later. She she tries to talk to them at school, and they all just kind of like walk away and avoid her. We also see a scene of Austin running off into the woods and casting some spells <laughs> at trees. What the fuck is going on? No idea. That's not even uh, referenced again, God. so no clue. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Back at, at campaign headquarters, Georgia, who is still working there now, orders some fireworks for the celebration even before the vote has taken place nick the other campaign manager is is trying to fire up the troops when cynthia that annoying redheaded <laughs> terrible woman from the first uh episode zach's mom yeah zach's mom is who i'm i'm assuming they're running against uh so cynthia and some lady uh, accuse georgia of embezzlement but there's no proof so whoopsie everyone thinks she's going crazy the teacher Ginny flipped on in the first episode is is still at it. He is covering a book, which he notes is written by a female. It's like, cool, dude. It's not helpful. And it does have the N-word in it. So he's talking about the N-word and how he's not going to say it because words can still be upsetting. Right, Ginny? Don't just immediately reference the one black girl in the room while you're talking about the N-word, homie. You idiot. So he's still racist. First episode, getting's not too bad. Just an out-of-touch old guy. Finale getting, talking about you know what? Fire him. Not just from the job, but into the sun. So it's clear that he's trying a little bit, but some people just think they can make very small, minute adjustments and like, oh, this is, this is great. Like, this fixes everything. It's like, not even close, homie. Like, you're covering a book by a woman that has the N-word in it, and then you reference the, the one non-white person in this room (laughs) do better yeah people mistakes happen people say dumb things fine whatever as long as you grow i ride with you that's that's all but this guy hasn't really grown that much he has not nope but Ginny's upset about it so she storms out of the room heads to the bathroom and brashia is a character we haven't met and is Someone who kind of comes in to check on Ginny and let her know that she isn't alone. She's had this teacher, what whatever his fucking name Gittin. is, and he's the worst. You just got to kind of deal with it. And Ginny's like, what are we going to do about it? And Brush is like, nothing. Just like finish school and get the fuck away from this dude. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all you can do. So kind of sad, but trying to make Ginny feel like she's she's not alone in, in this struggle. Mm-hmm. But Hunter heads into the coffee shop where... 
Ginny's working now. They apologize to each other for something. They both said some some things they're not proud of. And uh, and Hunter ends up actually saying, I love you. Wow. So- wow. And Ginny kind of freezes and does not know what to do. So Joe comes over and is like, hey, Ginny, I need you to do some stuff. Uh, so I'm going to try my best to break up this awkward silence. Okay. And good. Joe's got the best beard in the game, son. That thing is That is one of the thickest full. beards I've ever seen. Oh, it's so good. It's incredible. You can't see any of his face. So good. It is very good. It's a very good beard. So after that conversation, she kind of talks through it with Joe after Hunter leaves. And as they're chatting, he notices the sunglasses that she has on and he asks about them and she says that they're they were her mom's. Uh, she just kind of stole them from her. They they were given to her years ago. Um and we see a flashback of a young boy giving the glasses and a sandwich to Georgia. So it looks like Joe and Georgia have a little bit of a history. Yeah, but he thinks that she's into him because of it. And I don't know, like she kept an expensive pair of vintage Ray-Bans you gave her. That doesn't mean that she wants you to hit. It It just doesn't check out. Like I have all kinds of shit around the house that uggo bitches gave me over the years. I just think they're cool. Okay. Yeah, like, like doesn't mean I want to have sex with them. One of my ex-girlfriends, her dad was the CFO of Kolhan, who is owned by Nike and could get me Nike sneakers for nothing. So I have a dope pair of custom Nike sneakers that I made. I still have those. That doesn't mean that I have feelings for my my ex-girlfriend. Not at all. I'm, they're just cool sneakers. Yep. That's it. But he thinks that there's something there, so he's excited about it. We also find out that everyone's trying to go to this play called Sing Sing. So Max is the lead of this play. It's basically a ripoff of Chicago. Ginny goes backstage to try and figure out why Max is mad at her. She still hasn't figured that out yet. We find out soon after it's because she slept with her brother twice. But she just like keeps bothering Max in between things. And it's like unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Any stage manager worth their salt would have bounced Ginny like two numbers ago. Gosh. Also, Ginny, like the fucking whole world isn't about you. Like you got in a fight with your friend and the play for how to make amends with that friend is to bother her in the middle of a thing that she has been preparing for for months. Like fucking (laughs) shut up and get out of there. This annoyed me a lot. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. As someone who does plays, if someone was like accosting me in the middle of my, like before I was going to go on another scene, I'd be like, get get away from me. I know. And then if they like kept staying there, I'd just like knock them out. It's like, just shut up. Speaking of knocking people out. So they end up, yeah, after the first act of the play, Max is able to bring Ginny out in the hallway and they try and talk it out. It's because she slept with her brother and lied to her about it and everything. But eventually, kind of everyone ends up there. The the whole friend group and Hunter's there and Marcus is there and it all is out in the open now and everyone's mad about it. She throws Abby under the bus for telling Max, but she didn't even tell Max. She wasn't the one that told her. So good job, Ginny. Way to go. Good. Good friending you're doing. But everyone's mad and dramatic. Hunter punches Marcus because he's decided that he's not going to be the nice guy for once and he's just annoyed. So he punches him. Hunter, my man. Marcus is like, hey, man, I have a concussion, dude. I don't know how I can go on liking Ginny after the scene. I don't know either. I hate everything about this whole thing leading up to this is making me so angry. <sighs> like, again, like one thing doesn't define you as a person. I-, I get that. And I'm also all for having sexual relations with many people. I am. But if you're in a monogamous relationship just keep it in your pants that's all that's it 
Easy peasy. Yeah, it's not. It is really not hard to not cheat. And I'm not saying don't be attracted to other people or have fantasies or whatever, but just don't don't act on it. It's just so easy. Yeah, it's like I want to eat peanut butter for every single meal every day, but I don't. I control myself because otherwise I'd probably be a 300 pound diabetic. So like you just got to get some self-control, Ginny. That's all. Or just dump Hunter. If you don't want to be with him and you want to be with Marcus, dump him and have Marcus dump Padma and then fucking bang all you want. I don't care. Do the two finger salutes all day. We haven't heard anything about Padma. I think she's long gone. Okay, fine. So it's just it's just Ginny being an idiot. Yeah. It's not hard. Rude. It's so, so easy. Rude, Ginny. Rude. Ugh. Yeah, I and then the whole her not knowing why people are mad at her and then just her fucking annoying the shit out of them until they tell her and at the play and everything. It's just like, man, I am not on Team Ginny anymore at all. Yeah. But after the play, Max and, and Marcus return to their home. They are arguing Max is being a selfish bitch and Marcus is being a horn dog. <laughs> they're they're all bad, uh, except Hunter, basically. And the mom comes in and and finds out so she learns what's going on in that whole scene we also learn that marcus has a concussion from an accident that he had assuming with his motorcycle yeah well the question about it but max is fall in a ditch that's an underrated slam like i like fall in a ditch i could <laughs> i, I, I see myself using that in the future and then he's like i already did <laughs> <laughs> it's good so Ellen goes to tell Georgia about Ginny and Marcus and their whole love, love shit. And Georgia's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I caught him. <laughs> I caught him climbing up our house the other day. <laughs> like, oh, man. So Ellen's mad that Georgia didn't tell her. And then she tells her the worst possible thing that you could ever tell a mom is you're being a bad mom. Yeah. And then as she's walking out of the house, she just goes, bad mom, <laughs> which I really appreciated. Yeah. Georgia and Ginny argue about everything. The, you know, her her attitude and her throwing friends under the bus and shit. So it's just not Ginny, but apparently it is. We find out in this whole argument that Austin found some letters that I'm assuming he wrote to his dad. His dad is in jail. So that could be a, a future plot line. After this this full argument, Ginny has just decided she's going to go full bitch. You know, because she's sad and looking in a mirror, and then all of a sudden she's just not sad. Now we know that she has drained all emotion from her body. Mm -hmm. So our first thing that she does when she's just decided, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Uh, she goes into the, the annoying teacher and uh, blackmails him into writing a letter of recommendation for her and uses the racism as blackmail. Is getting a piece of poo-poo? Absolutely. But if I were him... I wouldn't submit to her blackmail. Like, let that shit play out, my dude. And by my dude, I mean you turd. But just, like, don't do it. Well, no, because here's the, here's the thing, is that I do feel like signing this letter of recommendation is probably the best solution for him, because I think that... Disagree. I think that if she argued that he's racist, she's just going to get... Like, she's going to get him fired. In our, in our world in which we exist, this man will get canceled very quickly. Wholeheartedly agree on that. And honestly, I don't necessarily disagree that he shouldn't be. Sure. However... He will never not be racist. That's what I'm saying. Because you blackmailed him about the racism. Right. That is not helping this at all. Correct. Zero percent. It's only helping your problem. Reinforcing not, yes. stereotypes. Correct. Yep. 100%. He will never not be racist now because the one time the black girl in his class blackmailed him. Yeah. That's going to be him forever. Mm -hmm. We do see a small scene that is unimportant to the rest of the show, but Cynthia goes full WWE on on a sign of Paul out front of someone's <laughs> house, and I just really enjoyed it, so I thought we would, uh, we would mention it. The PI guy, Jesse, corners Ginny at work at, at the coffee shop and basically tells her George is a murderer. Yep. That she used a plant called Wolfsbane to poison her late husband, Kenny. Ginny kind of puts it all together 
together in her brain, the whole molesting and then and then he died the next day type of thing and the plant and all that. Uh, she even actually we see a scene of her seeing her mom add petals of the flower to the shake or whatever she gives yeah. him. So she's put it all together, but she does not rat out her mom. She instead just tells him, well, you must be wrong. I don't think my mom is capable of murder. Yeah. But yeah, we also find out that his body has gone missing. Weird. So I don't know who exhumed his already extremely (laughs) dead body, but it's it's probably even more dead than it was before. (laughs) We, We also see a few like quick flashbacks one of which is Ginny and georgia pointing guns at each other when did that fucking happen how did that happen yeah also them fighting i i don't know they've kind of been out of at each other's throats but Ginny has just decided at this point it is not safe for her or austin here anymore she's gotta leave and get out of here so she starts prepping she finds her mom's gang jacket or whatever and thinks like yeah i should wear this (laughs) which i don't understand Also, she finds some stashed cash. I think she was expecting to find guns and didn't find guns and was surprised that she didn't find guns. I don't know. But she does collect Austin. They burn the wolfsbane plant in the fireplace, and I don't know why at all. And then they breathed in the noxious wolfbane air, and, and they, they both, both died. died. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. That's the immediate thing. When I first right? watched it, I was like, you're going to burn a plant that's that'll that give you a heart attack? It doesn't seem smart. Doesn't and then just stand and watch it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Unsafe. Unsafe, but also why the fuck did they do? Are they doing this to protect the mom? Are they doing this to demonstrate to the mom like we we know? And then they're running away. I don't I don't understand the point of the burning of the wolfsbane. They want to stop her from killing any other they don't want Paul to die. They oh, like the mayor so much that they don't that's want That's what die. so <laughs> so you that you meet a murderer and then you take the knife that they used to murder a person and okay. Done. They won't murder again. (laughs) We've done it. Perfect. Yeah. This will never happen again because we've gotten rid of the only weapon that they had. Oops, the guns are missing. Well, that's fine. No big deal. Yeah, it's a good question. Children. Children. They uh, they also go over to steal Marcus's motorcycle. That's what they're going to take to escape. It's kind of a little beat up because he drove it into a ditch, but whatevs. Down at Town Hall, Paul gets announced as the winner of the election. This is the fakest part of the whole show. This many people showing up to a town-level political anything? A mayoral election <laughs> in the middle of town. Fewer people showed up to Trump's for inauguration. <laughs> and There'd be like 17 people in real life. That's it. Get out of here. Not, e- not even. Yeah. Not even. This would have been in a living room. They would have filled Paul being like, right. yeah, I won. And that would have been it. There's like fucking 600 people there. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely insane. The whole town is here. <laughs> All of Joe's fucking slave labor is here. <laughs> All the fucking crazy moms that Cynthia that rallied together are here. Everyone's here. Yep. And they're all fucking stoked for Paul. <laughs> insane. We do see a small cutscene of Cynthia getting home, and I thought she was going to commit suicide. What? She didn't. Fucking Georgia has been railing her this whole time. I thought she oh, had just Georgia gotten to, to the bottom. The <laughs> yeah, you ahead, would. Sorry. <laughs> After she, we find out she's a murderer. He's like, oh, she's even hotter now. We find out that uh, she is not committing suicide, but instead this is a small glimpse into her life. She gets home, her kid is watching TV, and we find out that her husband is in some sort of awake-style coma. He's like a vegetable just sitting in a a medical chair just staying alive with machines. I don't know. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we also find out that Georgia blew up the corpse of of Kenny with the fireworks. 
Jesse shows up, but she's like, oh, well, fireworks are great to spread the ashes of our past. Why would she do this? Why would she give him ammo? I Because she's that full of herself. But like, I'm sure if he really wanted confident. to, he could find the fireworks, test the residue and match up the, the DNA. No, like, I know it's unlikely, but it's like it's in the realm of possibility. I don't know if Ash still has the DNA. It does. Not. I looked it up. Oh, interesting. You well, can then, yes. still get DNA from ashes. Then this whole town is getting covered in Kenny, and like <laughs> you would most certainly be able to fucking test that. First, he grew up Ginny, and then he grew up all the ducks in the lake. All. <laughs> oh, makes no sense. And then he had a layer of groping over the whole town. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but at this point, Georgia starts to narrate as Ginny and Asta ride out of town on a motorcycle. It's something about how she paved the way for Ginny to be strong and the way the narration worked almost made me feel like Ginny knew what was going on from the beginning which is insane and I don't I really don't think that but the way the narration felt it almost felt like that so I don't know girl where are you gonna go with a nine-year-old in tow kids gonna need to pee in like three minutes three minutes they didn't even get out of town <laughs> they didn't even get out of town he's casting spells and peeing everywhere <laughs> yeah do you think he yells expelliarmus that he's pissing <laughs> I would. If I was that at the Harry Potter, I absolutely would. Yeah. No, and that that's the finale episode. That's the end of that. Wow, what a show. What a show. David, before we get to the questions that we have about the middle, let us get down, down, deeper and down into a center commercial. Today's episode is brought to you by the Almost Everything Podcast. David, you know me. I'm all for going down under. And thanks to Tim and Lewis, I can go down under all the time. Gross. With nearly 50 episodes under their belt, best mates from Australia, Tim and Lewis, tell funny and interesting stories from their week and give their obviously important opinions on what's happening in pop culture. So they're basically like a raunchy episode of Bluey. God, I love Bluey. <laughs> I could listen to Australian people say anything. My favorite part of this podcast is when they go into their different segments or games. Usually near the end of the episode, there's one like genuine dilemmas where Tim and Lewis try and solve an issue a listener is going through and put their own fun spin on things or a rational X where listeners send something that turns them off when seeking a relationship and they create a discussion around that. And one of their latest episodes, they introduce a new one, Jumble Roo, where one of the guys says something with their mic off and the other one has to try and guess what it's saying. I'd be too good at that one. We couldn't we couldn't do that one. It, it just wouldn't be fun. Thankfully, they're both very, very bad at lip reading, so it's pretty hilarious. Anyway, do yourself a favor, and that's favor, F-A-V-O-U-R, the British-Australian way. Ah, uh, favor. And go check out the Almost Everything podcast, wherever you find podcasts. Tell them Michael and Dave sent you. And Dave, the other thing we need to get listeners to understand is that they should go hit up our Patreon, the Center Cult. Yes, you're missing all kinds of great stuff. We have... Tons of amazing content on there. Center chats, center consumed, center cache. You get to vote on episodes. You get early access to episodes. Just a ton of shit, and it's only $5 a month. That's literally nothing. You spend more than that at Joe's Cafe just getting a latte. Yeah, we appreciate the support, and you get things like our latest episode where we watched the middle of Magic Mike. We went back, we watched it, we got into an argument. Fun. Patreon.com slash the center cut. We appreciate the support. Join the Center Cult. And as always, if you have feedback, send it to the Center Cut Cast at gmail.com. Or hit up our socials, TikTok, Instagram, all the fun ones at the underscore center underscore cut. Thank you very much. Mm, we love you. 
All right, David, we have a thousand questions from Reddit. They really came out gangbusters here. So we got some yeah, questions about the middle. I really love this show. We got some good ones. I'm excited. I am very excited. Let's kick it off with Allo, A-L-L-O dash. How did you like Hunter's gift to Ginny on her birthday? This was the number one question, according to Reddit. I think that Hunter convinced Ginny's dad to come to her birthday. Ooh. I don't think that's right, but I probably appreciate not. you connecting to other it's questions. It's probably just like a dildo or something. Yeah, it's a dick in a box. No, I think dick that... Dick in a box. Do you think that Hunter styles his pubic hair to match his head? He just like shaves half and then he does a weird swoop thing with the rest. No, hear me out. What if it's not his penis and it's actually a framed picture of himself from like seventh grade with, with the big buck teeth that he was joking about on their first date? Call back. Yeah, I think it would just it would just be something like super considerate. That's why I thought about the dad thing. And then we have a little question later that actually yeah. kind of maybe could tie into it a little bit. But yeah, it, it it's just going to be super something super considerate and great and yeah. nice because he's wonderful to just make us hate the fact more that Ginny fucks it up with him just to sleep with Marcus. Mm -hmm. Dirty, dirty Marcus. Our next question from More Than The Roach. Why did Ginny and Hunter break up? Uh, excuse me. It's why did Jiny and Hunter break up? Sorry, sorry. Why did Jiny and Hunter break up? Jiny is what Ginny calls her puss, no? Uh, gotta be. Uh, no, I, clearly they meant Jenny. They just misspelled. I think it's indirectly because of the cheating, but more realistically, I think it's just that Ginny realizes she doesn't really love him. She loves the idea of him, but he's just bland city, and she wants that special salute that only Marcus can give her. The two fingers. Yeah, salute. she just loves those two fingers that he salutes with. No, yeah, I think it's just because girls like bad boys and don't like genuinely good dudes. Yep. Especially in high school. Uh, next question from Chicken Kaka. I like it. What is Abby's biggest insecurity? Jealousy. I think she's super jealous of Ginny and like thinks that she's going to take her position in the little crew. Uh, so she's super, uh, super concerned and insecure about that. Mm, okay. I used another question later to help me answer this. Uh, I think it's her hairy legs. And women, I'm here to speak for every single man, every single one. That That's all I can do. I can't speak for other genders if that's what you're seeking approval from. But as a man, we don't care. As long as your legs aren't as hairy as mine, we good, fam. Just rub them ships all up on me. I don't care. Yeah, here's the thing is that I don't mind hairy legs and I don't mind shaved legs. I hate the legs that are in between that scratch me bad. But it's her hairy legs. That's my answer. That is a good answer. Thank you. That's a good answer. Our next question from, I don't know, I like stuff. No, I'm sorry. IDK, I like stuff. What secret of Ginny's does Nora tell her mom? That she slept with Marcus and Nora's mom is like, cool, why are you telling me? I don't care. <laughs> Do you think that Nora tells Nora's mom or Nora tells Ginny's mom? Oh, Ginny's. Okay, I misunderstood the question. It could, well, it I could still think be it's the same interpreted answer. either way. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know how I I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because it does feel like although Georgia is confident that Marcus is going into her room, so she's not surprised when they're sleeping together. I don't, I really don't know what this could be at all, <laughs> like at all. Okay, so no answer. She tells her she might be pregnant. Wow, imagine I mean, that would have been wild in the beginning. I mean, they didn't use a condom. It's true. Don't know. Not me. Goulet231 asks, who are George's secret family members that we got to meet? I think there's some members of the gang that show up. So I think that like Marty shows up. They're not family. I think that she considers them her family oh, okay. because she ended up becoming part of their crew so young. 
so I think that that Marty shows up, but I also think that someone who shows up is Maddie and her son. Yeah, I, I think it's her sister who is referenced by the PI guy. And based on another question, I think her sister has a kid. So George's nephew. So sister and nephew. And also her mom. So we can see how the cycle even started before Georgia. Break the family cycle, Jenny. Stop having sex with weird, weird motorcycle guys. Please. Yep. Weird motorcycle guys. Sonozunu asks, what did Ginny use her toothbrush for? This is another question that caused a stir. And speaking of causing a stir, I'm going to go there because I ain't scared. Mm-hmm. She used that thing like a pencil dick dildo, just brushing that vertical smile. And then she put on a thong because everybody knows you have to floss after. No, I think that she got off with a toothbrush. And yeah. the real question is what the heck she did with it after. She just put it right back in the cabinet, and that's that. <laughs> no, real talk. I know some people with, with some stank-ass breath, so her shit's probably cleaner than some malls out there. So Could be. Yeah, but that, that's the answer. Yep. Masturbating, just like her mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Lock it in. They they definitely are like in the middle of the, of the middle of the show, making it more and more apparent that Ginny is exactly like her mother. Yep. Amay asks, what is Mang? I think Mang is just the this group of friends that Ginny has ended up with. It's like the whole Max gang, hundred percent. Oh, but it's just I. They're just they're just letters of the names. Yeah, I just realized this. Yeah, hundred percent. Max, Addy, Nora, and Ginny. Yep, Max, Abby, Nora, Ginny. Hundred percent. Lock it in. Nailed it. Oh, it's dumb. I mean, I already had the right answer, but it's dumb. It's stupid. Our next question comes from Queen of Cray Cray. <laughs> what were the Mang costumes for Halloween? This reminds me of the Euphoria question we had that we found out later that we were very, very wrong about. So we're probably going to be wrong again. Just the wrongest. Yeah, here yeah. goes. Knowing that Mang is the four friends, I think that they coordinate and they go as the Golden Girls. I think Max is B. Arthur, a.k.a. Dorothy. Ginny is the Southern Ho, a.k.a. Blanche, because she's also a Southern Ho. Nora is Betty White, a.k.a. Rose, and Abby is the short old one, a.k.a. Sophia. Lock it in. That's a, that's a pretty good answer. We do know from, from learning later, Ginny did whiteface. So I was thinking maybe because it was referenced in the first episode, maybe they and the few dudes that hang out with them as well, like Hunter and stuff, all dress up as, as Vanderpump Rules, the, the cast of Vanderpump Rules. I would hate that because it's the worst show of all time, but could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean, Max is really into it, and she kind of leads this whole crew, so That's I wouldn't true. be surprised. I don't hate it. All right, Wrong B asks, what did Ginny send to Hunter and Marcus? A sext. Yeah. It was a sext. Yeah, this is hinted at in the finale, and I think it was a picture of her breastises, but like covered with her hands, and Max helps her add nice a nice lighting filter to it. Yeah, I don't think it was fully nude in any way. No. Like I don't think it showed anything, no. but I, I do think that it's, it's definitely a sext. So our next question from Flopsy Mopsy Peter, how does Marcus get a concussion? I normally hate going the obvious route, but I think I have to this time. It's going to be motorcycle related. Too many hints in the finale about it. So he crashes into a ditch with his motorcycle. Yep. Crashes motorcycle into the ditch, lock it in. It would almost be funny if he did something dumb and then crashes motorcycle on purpose to try and hide that. Mm, maybe. Like, what if he, like, fell off of the roof after they had sex for the second time and gave himself a concussion and didn't want to have to explain to everyone what he was doing when that happened so faked a motorcycle accident to hide that that'd be interesting but i doubt it happened it was the motorcycle next question from andrew kenna how many romantic partners has georgia had seven (laughs) i bet it's way more than that but we know four yeah we know four so 
My guess is seven. Yeah, My Zion, Austin's dad, Kenny, and Paul Randolph. Those are the four we know. Correct. But I think there were others sprinkled in. No, I'm, I'm going to go with lucky number seven as well. But I think oh, that's wow. how many romantic partners, but I think her body count is higher than that. And to be clear, I'm talking P and V, not murders that she's committed. Mm-hmm. Confident underscore plan underscore 2707 asks, why does Georgia like gardening? Because she needs the exercise and a lot of veggies to offset all the wine and because she can grow poison, obviously. <laughs> Interesting. I think she likes gardening because it gives her full control over whether a thing lives or dies. Ooh, I like both of our answers. Emergency Mall 4203 asks, who is Milkshake? Hunter, next question. I think that's what Max calls Georgia because she brings all the boys to the yard. Her twat Ew. is better than all. And and she drinks them. That's a good answer. The milkshakes, that is. And some of the boys, I guess, too. But Good answer. Good answer. Everlasting Unis asks, who stabbed Zach in the hand with a pencil? When I was a kid, my cousin's best friend got a pencil lodged in his butt because a classmate stood it up like on a seat so he'd sit back down on it. <laughs> Kids are terrible. <laughs> but yeah, Zach is that chubby orange-haired cunt burger. And I think that Austin used his pencil like a magic wand and abracadabra dude's good hand like a G. Oh, man. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's Austin for sure. I think that he probably like threatens to tell people about what happened, and Austin's like not having that. Yep. Careless Path 1689 asks, why does Zion come by the town? I think he comes to town for Ginny's birthday at the request of Hunter. I think that there's a Share Your Favorite Book Project in AP English, and Ginny does On the Road overrated by the way i've started and stopped reading that book like three times i just can't get into it but since it's her dad's favorite as well he makes a special trip to help her with the project but also to get some georgia peach if you know what i'm saying (laughs) i didn't know what you're saying new girls asks on what day of the week does hunter send Ginny a snapchat what filter does he use thursday and the dog filter obviously because he's basic and as he's doing the stupid tongue lapping thing that the dog filter does, Max sees it on Ginny's phone and she's like, Ugh, makes sense. He's so thirsty. Thirsty Thursday is right. Max would not have seen that. Why not? From Marcus? No, it's Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Okay. Yeah, I forgot it was Hunter and thought it was Marcus. And now my answer makes no sense. <laughs> I'm going to say Sunday, and he uses a filter that makes him look like an angel. (laughs) Mm, He would. (laughs) He would. I want to come in your pew. Get it? Your pew? (laughs) That's like your butt. Oh, man. How come people don't use that line? I want to come in your pew? Oh, man. I I fucking just came up with a fucking banger right there. Anyway. Uh, This is my body. (laughs) (laughs) Eat my body. Eat my body. Eat my body, and I won't whine. How did Ginny respond when Hunter won the essay contest? I think this is the first time that they kiss. Ooh. So I went in a completely different direction. I think she takes it as getting being racist, obviously. But then Hunter's like, bro, I'm Asian as fuck. And then she's like, no, wait, it's because you're a man. And then he's like, fine. Okay, your essay's better. Will you play with my balls now? And that's how that is. Yep. Yep. No, that word for word. That's right. Sarah wrote it just like that. Christina underscore E131107 asks, how did Max mess up with Sophie? So we heard rumblings about Sophie in the finale with Ginny Mm -hmm. using her as an excuse for why she didn't talk about her cheating. 
And mm-hmm. the only way teens can quote unquote mess up our relationship is by cheating. So I think that Max messed up by kissing another girl at a party. Interesting. I actually think it's the opposite of that. I think that Max kept on making up excuses to not want to do anything sexually. And eventually Sophie got tired of it and left. And that's what made Ginny feel like she needed to sleep with Marcus again because she was afraid that he would feel the same way. So you think messing up with Sophie is not putting out? I don't know that. That, that I think in Max's eyes, that's what she did. I, I can't I can't I can't take that ride with you, homie. But that's okay. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. You shouldn't rush anybody into anything. I'm just saying that that's how these teens would think. Maybe, but Rory Lives asks, what does Abby do to her legs? Mm. So I think you're right in shaving. However, I'm going to say something far worse uh, because of her anxiety and depression. I think she cuts them on purpose. Wow. Going back to the hairiness, I think she tries to light them on fire to burn all her hair off since she's insecure about them and she burns herself, obviously. Oh, interesting. Carfishy asks, do we like the mayor? You might. I don't. He seems like a nice guy enough, I guess, but like any politician, he's obviously secretly a bad person. You don't get to the top without (laughs) crippling a few Mexicans or however that saying goes. You don't get to the top by crippling a few Mexicans. Without crippling a few Mexicans. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting that you brought that quote into it. Yeah, I like him. He seems like one of the very few genuinely decent people in the show. Nope. Hard no. Okay. Mac X Cheesy asks... How much does Cynthia's famous pie sell for? $5. We have a friend named Cynthia, good old Cindy, and if I know anything about her pie, it's not that valuable. She's older than we are. (laughs) No, Cindy, we we love you. You know we'd buy your pie or whatever. Uh, Oh, Uh, Yours would do much better than show Cynthia's because George's lemon meringue steals the show at the bake sale and Cynthia's only sells for like seven bucks. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think that Georgia outdoes her 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 lemon meringue. Yeah. Totally eclipses it. Yeah, 100%. Total eclipse of the pie. Which member of Mang is adopted? Okay, it's not Ginny or Max because we've seen their family situations. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I guess it could be M, but that would mean Marcus is adopted too, and that would be strange. Unlikely. That would be weird. The fact that we know that she is a twin of Marcus. It makes it a lot less likely. Possible, but less likely. So I think it's more likely to be abby or nora and i flipped mm-hmm. a coin and nora it is nora is my answer <laughs> i picked nora as well because Similar logic. same thing yeah. it was like nora needs some reason to be interesting <laughs> <laughs> yep next question from saint Trapaz: who is jesse who is jesse really we know that jesse is the pi who is investigating georgia we know this however he seems to be more invested than he should be in this whole situation. I think that he might be the new lover of ex-wife lady, Kenny's ex-wife. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yes, he's the PI guy hired by Kenny's ex-wife in the finale. And he is really the PI guy hired by Kenny's ex-wife. That's who he really I is. Feel like there's mo- this feels like it was like a, we they, we find out much more about Jesse in season two, and they brought this back to season one. Maybe. Like. But yeah, maybe that's you could what, be right. That's what it seems like to me. Okay. Our next question from Nanny Singh. What was Georgia arrested for? I'm guessing this is from a flashback, and I think this was referenced in the finale. 
some form of a gambling ring in New Orleans, like back alley crap shooting or something, and I would shoot her craps. Wait, that sounds gross. I don't take it back. I would shoot her craps. Do you have any more sex jokes about putting your back in her jack or something? Nope. No, nothing. Always. I'd put my black in her jack. See? I'd poke her. <laughs> See, I knew you had I'd more. play her slot machine. I know. I knew you had more. <laughs> Hit me, you know? Yeah, I got you. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a gambling ring. We we learned about this. Yep. Unless there's something crazy or additionally that happens in the middle, but I have a feeling it's just the gambling ring. Crabgrass Attack asks, what is the biggest thing the biker gang did for Georgia? I feel like they kind of gave her a family and made her feel welcome and taught her that she needs to do things for herself and be confident in what she does. I'm going to take it one step further, David. I think they went and killed that motherfucker who threw her around in the trailer in the first flashback. Oh, rightfully so. Yep. They killed that dude. He deserved it. Daddy's underscore little underscore fuck toy asks, where's Ginny off to? I'm guessing this is a question about how the finale ends, not really technically about the middle, but I think the answer has to be to go to try to find her dad, which made me think about it. Like, do you think that maybe Zion is not his real name? Like since Georgia made up hers, because when she met him, he was talking about Yosemite, another national park. So maybe he named himself after Zion National Park. Ooh, interesting. Just a thought. I like symmetry, so that's what I'm going to go with. But yeah, I agree with you that she's off to find her dad. Yep. 100%. She's not about being a 15-year-old taking care of a 9-year-old all the time. No. Meg Sosted asks, who was a virgin when they had sex for the first time? Marcus or Ginny? Or neither? Or both? I like the idea of both. Which would make what Marcus did extremely bold. I'm just, I'm just going to go both. It's not virgin. It's Ginny. God, how many times does she have to say it? <laughs> Uh, no, hot take. I actually think neither of them are. I, that first time was too effortless. So I think that Ginny actually lied. <laughs> and Marcus also is not. So Maybe he just has a tiny penis. Yeah. Our next question from any biomed geek asks, how did Ginny's English teacher help her bond with her dad? I referenced this earlier, but there's some favorite book essay shit that Gittin assigns. And since, he, and since Ginny does on the road, it gets her to connect with Papa Zion. Racism. Shut your mouth, O3 asks, who did Abby hook up with? We did not meet many other guys. So either she slept with Hunter or Marcus or, or Paul, I guess, or it Joe. Could be Zach. <laughs> could be Zach. Who's Zach? I don't remember who That's Zach That's the chubby is. little redheaded nine-year-old boy. That is the chubby little redheaded nine-year-old boy. Yeah, it could be Austin, I suppose. It could also be Joe. It could be Cynthia, I guess, maybe. Yep. Nora. Wow. Outside the box, bro. No, in the box. I'm outside the box, in the box. Mm. You know? You know, Mang? You know, I, it, Mang? It's got to be somebody we didn't meet in either end. So what's a teen boy name? Mason? Mason. Xavier. Final answer. Xavier. Mason. Mason's a good answer. Thank you. That actually could be right. <laughs> Zachary. No, that's the redheaded kid. That's the chubby nine-year-old. It's an older one. He oh. goes by Zachary, not Zach. Multiple Zachs. tell that he's got older. Got yeah. It. Yeah. They they only had fifteen characters, but they couldn't. <laughs> they wanted to reuse one name. <laughs> no, I actually like shows that do that when they have characters that have the same name because like, that's realistic. Like that's real life. Yeah, it's like I know a hundred Daves. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you did a show about my life, you would interact with at least four other Daves. Yep. Yeah. Our next question from Wild Leo Girl: What happened to upset Marcus before he drove his motorcycle? 
Ginny refused to dump Hunter, and he goes all Kyle. He punches a hole in the wall and then yelps, and he rides off like moped guy from the video I linked last episode. <laughs> You'll always choose him over me. <laughs> yeah, so I actually kind of agree with you. I think that he asks Ginny out on like an actual date and like wants to like actually start a relationship with her, and she rejects that because she wants to pursue Hunter, mm. and she doesn't want to upset Max. Yep. And then he drives his motorcycle into a ditch. What if Georgia poisoned him? (laughs) No. No, for real, though. Like she gives him back the bag of weed, but there's a little bit of Will Spain in it. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. That'd be wild, but he didn't die this time. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a concussion, so he doesn't remember. He's got that young heart. He doesn't remember being poisoned. Maybe, but unlikely. Next question from Wild Leo Girl. Why does Georgia make Maddie and her son leave her house? Uh, I think they just come and ask for money. And she's like, "You, the only time you ever talk to me is when you want money. Get the fuck out of here. So I think Maddie is George's sister. I think we agree on that. And she makes them leave because Ginny is about to come home and Ginny doesn't know about them. Ooh, bad oh, Georgia. Naughty. Ooh, Georgia, you naughty girl. Naughty Georgia. A substantial underscore hat. Three, four, four, three. Our final question. Why did Georgia really move to Wellsbury? She wanted a ride on the Blue Farm Cafe beard. Duh. She wants that beard from 30 years ago. <laughs> I love that we ended with the final same answer. I mean, yes, yes and no. I think actually to to be truthful, if we get in the middle of the show, we get more of her conversation with young Joe. And he talks about how he lives in a town that is just great. And everyone is nice and happy and it's wonderful. And through her entire life, she is always kind of wanted to live there and when she killed kenny and got his inheritance she finally had the opportunity to it's possible (sighs) i think it's a good answer probable sure but those are all our questions we answered so many of them i am confident we got at least 40 percent of them correct i mean at least 10 percent because that's the amount of the grade that that pop quiz was going to be worth and that's wild You have a pop quiz day one of class and it's worth 10% of your grade? Are you crazy? No, but seriously, thank you all for submitting questions. You are the lifeblood of the podcast. Thank you. Yes. Now, David, the only proper way to close out Ginny and Georgia for now is with the center counts. Center counts. I give this a two out of seven. Wow. So you didn't like this. I didn't love it. And the reason I did, so there were some funny parts and some good parts. And I do feel like the show has a a really interesting storyline. I don't feel like it's really kind of like a storyline that I've ever run into before. It's an interesting kind of drama. But I don't love how I just hate like every freaking character. Like there are very few characters in this show that you can like actually root for. And those ones that you're root for, rooting for are just minor sideline characters. They're not even like actual characters. Joe is not a big player of this show, I don't think. Yeah. And so it's like to root for Joe is like, okay, whatever. So yeah, I just, it's, it's hard for me to really get behind and want to like watch and be excited for people. And I don't know if like because we got such a stark contrast between season opener Ginny and season closer Ginny that I'm just like, it's very easy. I don't know if like 90% of the show was her being great. And it's like, okay, well, she's allowed to like have a lapse of judgment. But to us, like 50% of the time, if not more, she was extremely frustrating. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really root for a lot of these people. I did not expect that I would have a higher score than you. Um, I went with a four out of seven. 
Wow. So I am above average on this. I think this is a, this is a good show. This was very similar to Wednesday to me in that I went in thinking that I would hate it. And as much as I wanted to, I couldn't. And also, just like Wednesday, I am the furthest thing from the target audience here. 100%. In fact, I think everybody involved in the show would be actively mad if they knew that I watched it. <laughs> like, if I found out one of my enemies was listening to the podcast, I'd be mad. And that's probably what they feel yeah. like. Yeah, Sarah hates us for sure. Yeah, 100%. old white man is the enemy of Jenny, and I am like two and a half of those things. For this type of show, high school romance type thing, I thought the dialogue was mostly VV good. And oh, nope. Oh, yes. I can't say that anymore. I think it, I, th- I think the dialogue was very, very good. And I think that it helped that it it wasn't just that it wasn't just like a high school romance because there's this whole portion of the show that's about an adult who murders. There's more to it than just trying to get teens excited about teens. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's smart that it can target many age groups because of that. And I just Georgia is a total smoke show. Oh, that yeah, I mean, yes. Agreed. It 100% agreed. I would let her beat my dick with a hammer just for the opportunity <laughs> to drape it over her shoulder like a shawl. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. What a, what a wild, <laughs> wild statement. Oh, my God. Four out of seven. Four out of seven. And she, she really got you. At the end of the day, it's still mostly not for me, but I didn't actively hate my life watching it. So I think for <laughs> for that, that's a win. Like that's a I win. mean, for any show with you, that is a win. Yeah. Agreed. That's a win. So yeah. four out of seven. Good show. All right. Wow. That's why we do center counts is because we can have differing opinions. That's how the world works. We can all think differently. Yep. But that was Ginny in Georgia. David, what do we have coming up next? Coming up next, we are watching people. I think people are going to be mad that we haven't seen this. Releasing March 15th, we are going to have an episode covering Encanto. Encanto. And we're going to be covering that with the Shoot the Flick podcast. So Scott and Frankie are coming over and and we're going to talk Disney. I am excited for that. They have promised us that they're going to sing the entire episode. No, they have not. But I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But what do we have coming up before that for our patrons, David? Well, we're going to be taking a pop quiz, a geography pop quiz, state related. Yeah, state stuff. Because this show, obviously, we have Ginny, Virginia. We have Georgia, Georgia. We have Austin from Texas. It's all about mm-hmm, them states. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're going to be answering. We're going to see how we fare when it comes to the yeah, states. We're just going to answer some really obscure, weird questions about states. See if we can figure them out. Looking forward to that. But mostly I am looking forward to the fact that you came here, you listened, and you support us. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. Yes, yes. And like we said before, we thank all the all the Reddit listeners who submitted questions. If this is your first time around and you enjoyed the episode, we have a whole giant back catalog of all kinds of fun stuff. So go find something something you like and check it out. And even if you haven't watched the movie or TV show, we recap the freaking end. So like, yeah, it's you'll okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we'll we'll fill you in on all the all the important deets. And then you can just talk to your friends like you've seen it. Bye. Like the ever growing emotional distance between Georgia and Ginny. It's always better in the center. <laughs>